Ooh, one viewer. Hi. Two viewers. Hello, number two. Catherine. So let's let's get to uh, let's get to the party at hand. Let's get to four years of comic issues. February tenth uh, is the very first day comic issues launched on Pixelated Geek, uh, and since then we've had cast changes. We've had the addition of Elizabeth. We've done uh, a hundred different things. We've got tons of videos on the YouTube here, where uh, I believe everybody is watching this. Um, tons of, of interviews, all kinds of things. We've we were there for the birth of the new Fifty Two. We're here for the rebirth of um, what are they calling it now? The new Forty Nine. There, yeah. There's no name for it. The, the internet will come up with something. Yeah, but this is not. It's not related to convergence, is it? It's the fallout of convergence. Uh, As Flashpoint was to New Fifty Two, convergence will be to uh, what we're gonna uh, what we're about to have. And sense. we were here for. Marvel Now, the birth of Marvel Now. And all new Marvel Now. So we've definitely been here through a lot of major things in the comic book world, as well as the uprising of the Marvel movies that everyone is so uh, warrantedly like infatuated with. When did um, Avengers come out? Two years ago. So 2012? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, right after. uh, 13. I don't know. Yeah, I... Because we're in 15 now, and I'm pretty sure it's it's a two-year gap. Okay, all right. That's cool. Um, so it's, uh, it's really been, uh, a, a great time to have this podcast because so much has happened that has really changed the landscape, uh, of, of the one thing that originally brought us all together and is the one thing that is the staple in between all the crazy geekiness between sky riding on the ground and, you know, uh, I was really debating getting a Happy Meal last night because Ninja Turtle... Is the toy? Oh, really? I, re- I uh, and I, honestly, I regret it now. Oh, really? The only reason why I didn't do it is because the kids' meals don't have great food options. It's no, it's true. Yeah, it's but true. I, w- like, I would have gotten a Happy Meal and then another burger or sandwich, and yeah. that would have been all the food I need. It's the problem with being a grown-up. You actually have a decent palate. You know, You're like I'm bored with this yeah, food that's yeah. in here. So, yeah. um, the, the 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 comic books are just the the center of of what the podcast is. We as podcasters and the people we bring on, uh, we are just the the extensions of that. And so to, together, especially uh, now, we're always talking um, currently what's going on in comic books. But being comic book fans are not is not the only thing that that we are. And every podcast we want to bring something unique to it. And our you know the, the 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 summation of our life's experiences into what in, into the comic book world we're trying to bring ourselves into the comic book world and not just deliver what comic books are currently happening and that's always been kind of the point to comic issues is be very friendly i mean the the, the to make a long conversation longer <laughs> Uh, it's always been about friends. It's always been about hanging out at a diner late at night and getting into goofy conversations uh, with with our other friends. And you guys have been our friends for four years, uh, and 
wholeheartedly thank you so much uh, for the people who have been there since February 10th, 2011 to February 7th, 2015. Thank you so much uh, for for being here. Um, If you want to add anything, I'm going to... Oh, no, no, I think you've covered it. I, I said a lot. A, I yeah, said a lot there. It's all right. Yeah, we did this, so, you know. Uh, so, in commemoration, we have uh, cupcakes, as is appropriate uh, for our birthday. Yes. One for me, one for Elizabeth, and one for you guys. Yeah. But you'll so, have to eat it virtually. Yeah, you're going to have to imagine what these taste like. Yeah. And I bet you, since they're red velvet cupcakes, they taste really good. And I like my uh, lighter set on blowtorch mode. Yeah, it's nice. It's good. If you're going to light a candle, just light the damn candle. So, uh, so happy birthday uh, to us. Thank you for um, for being here uh, today and for the last four years and for all the many years to come uh, from, from here on out. Um, happy birthday is technically trademarked, so um, we're not going to bother. No. That and it's, you know the song. Yes, you do. All also, right. you don't want to hear us sing, so that's fine. You might want to hear Anthony sing, so yes. One, but- two, three. <sighs> there we go. Yay! Thank you so much, everybody. Yeah, definitely. No, I have that over here. So, yeah. I'm told they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Well, we were just talking before the podcast. Me and Ashley were mentioning that red velvet cupcakes don't really... The cupcake itself doesn't have a lot of taste. It's just a vehicle for the cream cheese icing, so I'm totally fine with that. Any way to get more cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do feel... I mean, the red velvet definitely has a flavor, but I do feel red velvet by itself is not a flavor that is nearly as good as when you're combining it with white chocolate mm-hmm. or cream cheese. No, true. Very true. Very true. That I did get to try before the podcast, the red velvet Oreo uh, cookies, which are quite nice. I still like a regular Oreo better, but I want to know if anybody else has heard of the graham cracker s'mores Oreos that are out now. Because I heard a mention of that the other day. I'm like, oh, I'm in. Mm. I totally want to do that. <laughs> oh, wow. Good stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that is good. Mm. Oh, Ooh. man. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, if you guys have a Bonds, go 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 get yourselves one. These mm. are delicious. Um, you know what? You should go to a Bonds anyway. I picked up my... Uh, what are you drinking, by the way, Anthony? I'm drinking um, a Stella Ar- Artois. Artois? I think. Is it Stella Artois? It's usually a thing that I don't... Stella. Everyone just says Stella. Mm. Uh, Stella makes a cider um, that I find to be pretty delicious. That um, and Johnny Appleseed are the two um, ciders that I like. Nice. But Appleseed keeps selling in 12 packs. Yeah. And he didn't want to buy that much because I knew this was going to be the only time I'm drinking. Yeah. Um, Because it's not a thing I do often. I I do like to pick up some Guinness. So if you do have a Vons, the last time I bought Guinness at a Vons, it was like $9 for a 12-pack. Fucking Ralph's is two dollars more expensive, and I'm just like, well, fucking. Who Ralph's shops at Ralph's? It was right next to the Trader Joe's, which I had to go to to pick up that other thing. Oh, so, yeah. okay. I had okay. another thing that which will come in later. Right. But yeah, I was like, I should have just taken two trips, but I'm lazy. <laughs> okay. Um, well, Elizabeth, talk some while I refill. Okay. You want to refill mine too? Okay. There, thank you. Okay. So we wanted to talk about definitely comics that everybody's reading. And one thing I wanted to get into while Anthony's not here, because he hasn't read it. I forget when it was. Sorry, those things tend to explode. <laughs> he's opening my, he's opening a Guinness for me, and they, they're fizzy. 
I just found out yesterday that the X Factor, the all new X Factor title that Marvel had been running, which is the book that Gambit was on. If you don't know anything else, the picture of Gambit with all the kittens, that was his book. Yeah, issue 20. That sold you? Yeah, that, that totally sold me. I was in. But um, it just had its 20th issue and it's been canceled. And I was bummed out. But now that I think about it, was anybody else actually reading it? Anyone at all? Um, I put a post up today saying, hey, were you buying it? Did you like it? And the sounds of crickets was really deafening. So I don't know that anybody... Think yourself. I don't know that anybody was actually reading it. And Peter David, and yes, Catherine, it is the same Peter David whose Star Trek books we used to read. He was writing it, and he said the reason why it got canceled was because no one was buying it. And he said he kept on getting really positive reviews on it, and that was probably enough to convince people to buy the book when it came out in trade, despite the fact that books usually get canceled when you do that. And I was like, sorry, I'm one of the people who does that. I wait to read a book when it's out in trade, and if you're not buying the single issues, they're like, well, this isn't selling, we're going to cancel it. I'm like, it's my it's mind. It's tough, especially, I think, um, in, a, in a digital world. Single issues are... I love them, but at the same time, I recognize the difficulty that they present. Um, They can't be displayed nicely. If you put them on your shelf, it just looks like a mess of kind of color. pile of comics over there. Uh, Yeah, you guys can see that. Oh, is it is it visible on ours? Yeah, yeah it is. It's totally visible. I also got a picture of it for our Instagram account the other day, and it turned out really nice. So and people uh, also enjoy comic stacks of comic books. Yeah, they do. Yeah, um, they do. yeah, actually, this stack right here is pretty much comic issues from November. I think so. Yeah, yeah some some more time around uh, November or October. Um, really, the only thing you can do is put them in in a box. Trades you can put on a shelf. They're much nicer. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have the story combined into one. You know, arc. Yeah. Uh, but like, I do understand the immediacy of buying issues yeah. is where is what everyone's paying attention to. Right. It's it's similar to the problem that television is having with DVR. Everyone's only counting the numbers they have when the show airs, and they're not so much paying as much attention to um, Hulu or uh, to DVRs and and getting recorded and yet netflix is paying attention to that kind of stuff that's why they're releasing i mean oh house of cards third season of house of cards is coming out in just like i think a week daredevil yeah and they're going to give us an entire season at once because they know we binge watch so i'm wondering if the comic industry is eventually going to recognize that that like when i want to read like an issue a particular comic i tend to want to buy the book and read it all at once you know it's it's nicer and there's definitely books that i would rather read in one full sitting than in in issues um more heavy-handed or wordy maybe um you know what that's a good point because i've been reading i've been catching up on the more than meets the eye comics and i've been reading them in graphic novels and as much as i've been loving reading the issues as they come out now i really get a kick out of reading like a whole story arc in one book it's something very satisfying about it um, but we promise we won't go on too much about Transformers. The, the, the more words, the more I forget. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and more than means that has a lot of words. Yeah. That's a bunch of words. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, Peter David pretty famously, um, I don't know if he got heat, but he got attention for complaining about it. And he Did he? Yeah, yeah. Because he did sound grumpy in the article that I read. That's about, kind of the thing. Know? It was it was kind of I, if I remember right, the, the general opinion of the internet was grumpy old man gets mad at, you know, 
grumpy old stuff. But he's a brilliant grumpy old man. He's a great sure, writer, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not like his career hinged on this book. No. He's Peter David. Yes. Everyone knows who he is. He'll be on another book soon, if not already. Yeah. Um, it's just that X factor, which admittedly was kind of a weird concept. It was. It's just not going to be around anymore. And, and And there will be those books that, even if they were really good, are going to succumb to this kind of thing because Marvel, DC, the companies don't exactly know where they're at with technology. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I I would like to tell everybody, you know, issue 20 came out, you should go read it just to say goodbye to this issue, but it really wasn't very yeah. good. It was... The alternative is wait a year for another Empowered uh, and, and get everything in a, in a chunk. I know, and as much as, you know, that's the thing. I always complain about Empowered. We don't get single issues of Empowered. We only get books, and we wait, like, at least two years between books nowadays. But you know what? That one's worth it. And also, if that's how Adam Warren wants to do it, fine. Because I've read they do some single issues of Empowered with different artists. It's never quite as good, though. No. Anyway, that's a good point, though. Catherine was like, yay for House of Chords. More of Kevin Spacey being evil. He really is. He's wonderfully evil. It's, you haven't watched any of that? Not a single one. It's really brilliant. It's, it's, it's really brilliant. It looks like one of those real um, politicky drama type shows, is, like, like a West Wing. I try to describe it kind of, yeah, if, if it's a West Wing if everybody was really evil and greedy. That's kind of it, you know? doesn't do anything for me. I know, I know. Yeah. It's I'm, brilliant. I'm not though. interested. Yeah, no, I get that. That's all good. Um, you want to talk about uh, some of the big news from the week? Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the biggest thing to happen, really, honestly, in a long time, uh, DC, not vocally, they haven't admitted that New 52 uh, was a big problem, but they are fixing it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and like we said a couple weeks ago in our convergence podcast, out of this we're going uh, to kind of a new direction. Uh, Twenty four or five original uh, DC titles will remain, and twenty five new ones will come out in June. Essentially, repaving the, the the way for the DC universe to follow from here on out. Which some books. Uh, Long time, long time waiting uh, are getting the opportunity to have their own solo series or mini series. Uh, I'm really hoping that we're going to see a lot of in continuity changes and honestly, actually, a lot of just changes to to make me feel like when I read a Batman book, it feels like another Batman book, and those two Batman books can exist with the Justice League book. Yeah, the disconnect between all the different... Well, I can't complain of that as being a completely DC thing. I mean, Marvel's got all the various X-Men in their various books, and they don't always have a lot to do with each other either, but DC does seem to be particularly bad. We were talking in last podcast about how uh, Damian Wayne is back, except he has superpowers now. And then over in Justice League, there is the Amazo virus, and now Batman has superpowers. However, the Batman with superpowers and the Damian Wayne with superpowers will probably never meet each other because no. that's two different books. It's never going to happen. Kind of two different storylines when you get right down to it. But eh, it's confusing, and 
And they never did explain, like nobody ever set out to say, here's New 52, here's what's the same from Pre-52, and here's what's different. And I get that sometimes you don't have to spell everything out, but everybody was so confused. I just, it made people angry. I think at this point, we're, we're never going to have it. So it's, a, it's, it's an argument we need to just stop having in general. Yeah. Um, but from the signs of some of the books that are coming out soon, I it really seems obvious that DC is recognizing the path that they were on was not working out and they're dramatically changing that path to i'd say include more than exclude anything we're getting books like batmite uh which is a tiny creature i remember batmite from the yeah he's is he from the nth dimension like uh mental books i or is he just maybe i just remember him from the early 1980s cartoon yeah um, Batmite is this weird little guy who who's kind of omnipotent and is the super fan of Batman. Uh, and with his powers, uh, he can literally do anything. He transports himself willy-nilly from another dimension. It, it's going to be very... Uh, I can't. I, I can't say it's going to be all ages, but it's going to be like an all ages book. Right. It's 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 definitely going to be one of the funner books. Uh, and then we're going to get a Black Canary book. She's going to get her own book. She's been appearing she's, in Batgirl. She's been needing her own book for a while. Actually, she's no. she's been on Arrow for a couple years now. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's clearly time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like these these two signs, more female books, more fun books. DC hasn't had. Fun books in forever. This is the new direction, I guess, for for yeah. DC. This is these are the things that are at least they're at least going to try. And the art style is opening up. The DC has been so stuck with this one kind of like Jim Lee. Yeah, they're all like variations yeah. of of Jim Lee's art. Which fine, Jim Lee, amazing artist, will be forever. Yeah. We don't need 52 books that all look like a Jim Lee clone. Yeah, that's why I was so happy to see um, uh, Gotham by Midnight is still staying around. But according to the list we've got here, they don't list Ben Templesmith's name. And I'm like, no. How much is that going to hurt you? A lot. Yeah. A lot. The, it's, the it's, story, because the story has been kind of interesting. I've read the first two books. I know the third book's out. And uh, looking at the cover, right. it looks like it's still Ben Templesmith. But he's not in there. I mean, that's really what drew me to it was the art style so if it's if it's going to be a really good story and a similarly sketchy weird cool style I'm still in but seriously if we go to a kind of blah story and more Jim Lee clone art I'm going to be like well I'm not going to read this one anymore so I'm done but hopefully cross my fingers um yes it's uh Gotham by Midnight uh Juan Ferreria for Ferreira don't know the name I don't I'm not really familiar with a lot of the artists over on the DC side. I know the Marvel stuff a little bit. Better. It's because, I mean, we we there's no way we could say otherwise. We're big Marvel fans, yeah. and mm-hmm. largely because Marvel's just doing the things that we like, and what we like also happens to be what most of the comic book world likes. So, thusly, uh, DC has just not been been doing, it. and that's why they're that's why they're trying things. Which is good. I'm glad I, they're trying new things. I fully respect the fact that they did the new 52. I think it was a bold move. No one else was going to try. You had the balls to do it. Good for you. It didn't work. That's how things happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, um, I feel this this move of keeping what they have and making a big change to try and, I guess, trim fat or just 
make the the educated decision to dump here, pick up here, uh, but doing it boldly, I feel okay. Good move. You you guys knew you needed to do something. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the um, oldies but goodies are still there. Uh, we still have Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo doing Batman. We still have Greg Pock and Aaron Cooter doing um, action comics. We still have um, uh, it's Ramita uh, doing Superman. Um, but uh, it was was it Jeff Johns doing? I thought it was, but I can't yeah. remember for sure. Jeff Johns is leaving, um, but it's. Gene uh, Gene Yang is picking up, and Jeff Sean's going over to Justice League. Is that what it is, or it looks like from that's, the list? That's the list says he's going to do Justice League. But I think he's always been doing Justice League. Yeah. So, but is he is so is he just trimming it down, and he's only going to do Justice League now? Or uh, I'm sure. I mean, we could go scroll through this yeah. whole list. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's 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 big news because it's uh, again it's an opportunity for people to get into DC books. A lot of these characters are 40, 40 years and older. They've been around. The Flash show is amazing. But you go and you read the book, and at the very least, it's not capturing the essence of The Flash. I feel the show captures what I like about The Flash. But when I read, when I read the book, and he's kind of mopey because he doesn't know why he's alive, because he's Barry Allen... Um, he's not fun and jokey and quippy like Wally West. That that's a book I don't want to read. Or if he's just so weighed down by the consequences of of being a hero and stopping villains, like fuck me, Whining. have a good time. Yeah. And you know, I think we've talked about it before. Like you really liked the Squirrel Girl title, which I thought yeah. was fun and cute and everything. But that's that's not really my bag. I actually like a lot of the serious stuff. I think that's probably why I like the Gotham show more than I like Flash. But I have to admit that the whining does get really irritating. I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the third uh, Nolan movie, I was just a little irritated that Batman really? was just in, in places. But that's kind of his character. You know, it's Batman. He's dark and broody. So was, I was okay. But yeah, you don't necessarily want to see somebody... That's some of the Spider-Man movies captured that essence of you know yeah great power great responsibility fine but oh my god look I can shoot webs and climb up walls and everything yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Flash the very first time that you see him in the show just you know he like moves really fast and then he suddenly has this realization he's like oh this is awesome and then just takes off it's it was cool it was a very cool moment I have you ever that. actually tried to figure out um, the, the 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 not the Flash power set because that's that's pretty cut and dry. I've always tried to wonder what it is about the Flash, um, the Flash Force. The his, no, his 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 brain, because clearly the average human brain can't handle decisions at that speed. Right, right, right. He's he's running. He's breaking the the, the sound barrier. Running through streets, you know, at even half that speed, the 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 the, the brain can't handle all of that. So. And, and and he said in the comic books he can his brain speed is so incredibly fast um, that it's it's incomprehensible to to us and mere they, mortals. They showed it in the they showed it in the show too where they were testing him out where he was like playing a ping pong game over here and playing a chess game over here and answering questions over. They were yeah. testing to see that his his neurons I guess are just firing faster I suppose. But I've always wondered is it when he's activating the speed force to run faster or is it. Or is it all the time? Because if it's all the time, life must feel so agonizingly, agonizingly slow for him. I'm sure it does. Which 
and again, he's mentioned it, but I feel like they've never really explained it to me okay. that, um, that 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 the Flash is so bored at regular speed. Well, I I think that's a I mean that's a topic that goes in among. Um, what do, I want to see what our comments say. Batmite, really? <laughs> yes, Captain Batmite. We were always annoyed by Batmite in the cartoon, but they played him in a worse way. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a topic that's played up in a lot of different TVs and movies and everything. I mean, Sherlock, the fact that he has to interact with normal human beings just drives him fucking crazy because he thinks so much faster than regular people. And meanwhile, other people are just like, can you believe that I spent $2 more for my Guinness at this grocery store than other places? Isn't that awful? And he's like, really? That's what you're going to talk about? I always you know? thought of him as just being... Uh, so much more intelligent that um, people who aren't clearly operating at that same intelligence bugs him. It's not a speed thing, it's a quality thing. But that's what I wonder about. Well, no, it's true, because, like, the Flash, his brain works much faster. Yeah. Does that make him more intelligent? Because a lot about of intelligence is making connections. Like, remembering certain things and correlating them together and if you had a lot of time to do that you would probably look a lot smarter so maybe Sherlock's brain is well, just working faster moving moving at the same pace as the rest of the world yeah you can think things through a lot faster so mm -hmm. you would definitely sound smarter your ideas um, really would I guess come out more thoughtful maybe. You'd, you'd have the time to really process what it is you you want to say. But they've never made Flash look like a big brainiac, have they? Like, he never seems to... Wally I mean, West was never super brainy that I can remember. Now, Barry um, Allen works with, you know, a forensics team and everything, so well, he's Wally like... A, I think Wally did, too. Okay. Well, Barry's not a dummy and everything, but they've never played up in the fact that... I mean, everybody else is having a conversation. You would almost think that he was just like, yeah, okay, the conclusions you just came to, I came up with it like five minutes ago, but I didn't want to be rude, so... True, but it's it's because his move, his brain moves five minutes faster than everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but and maybe it's just my own perception that, to me, if I was moving that much faster, yeah. that would drive me insane. Oh, yeah, no, I think, it, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you watch people like drop stuff off the counter and especially if you're trying to not like you know blow your cover and everything you're just like watching it fall the whole time catch it catch it yeah catch it get fuck there it is all over the floor you know so like what would it be like to to interact with the world that's constantly moving at slow motion it would i i think it would actually kind of start to make you kind of bitter and annoying yeah mm, yeah but he's not like that in the but show he's not right? yeah so like i feel um i feel like to me at least i've never seen or read the definitive explanation where I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. Um, Stephen Henry put it in the comic section. Um, didn't the Justice League cartoon deal with that? I feel like they've mentioned it. Um, I can't remember. Uh, and it's it's been a while. Maybe they did a Flash episode where he somehow, we, we get to perceive life through, through him. I, I honestly just can't remember if it's been done. But... And to, to think, uh, I think the best way to explain it is everybody moves in slow motion but you. Like, how long can you deal with that? I, yeah, I think they just didn't want to get into that just because it really would... I think the answer is it would make you really annoyed with everybody all the time. And who wants to read a flashlight? Like yeah, it would, it would drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, if he can speed it up and slow it down because he has the speed force... He, well, he has control of the speed force. Right. 
Um, and for those who don't read the comics but are just watching the show, the Speed Force is a, d- 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 an element kind of thing that that the Flash can tap into, and that's what gives him his speed. Mm-hmm. It's not like a mutant power, or it's um, or it's not like an experiment like Spider-Man or Captain America. It's something he taps into. Yeah. But it was still through an accident, so I'm trying to... Comics be confusing sometimes. Yeah. We know he's not a mutant, though, because he wasn't born with it. And he's yeah. also not an alien, well, like yes. Superman, so that's fine. Or a higher creature like Wonder Woman? She's not an alien. She's, like, no, she's yeah. not a mutant. She's... But she was born with it, so maybe she's kind of a mutant? I don't know. Like, How would you break down the, the physiology of an Amazon? You don't really... There are no mutants in the... DC world, are there? But they call them metahumans. But a lot of those are usually experiments. They're That's not, what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have a lot of ones who are born um, with it. I think the ones that are born with it are more rare. I don't know. I guess an Amazon... I think you'd have to consider an Amazon just a completely different species. Maybe. We should switch over to Marvel since we're hitting the DC <laughs> comment pretty hard at this point. It's just like we need to give equal time. Especially since we like them more. Yes. Uh, so Marvel... Um, not to be completely quiet this week, uh, released the news that during Secret Wars, uh, they will release a new book of only female Avengers. The image that we put up on Facebook with just a ton ton of Marvel ladies all together, uh, a little misleading. There's only going to be like four of them. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's um, She-Hulk, some chick named Singularity, uh, who is new, we okay. don't know, right. so don't feel bad for not knowing who that okay. is, right. apparently is the um, um, personification of an entire another reality. It's kind of what singularity means, I guess. So, you know, I, one thought, of the I thought singularity is when, like, something elevates to, like, a consciousness. No. Because I always hear it in, in tune with, like, computers reaching sentience. Stephen Henry says Wonder Woman is magic. I'm like, fair. She is true, magic. So true. She's yeah. a magical lady. That is true. That's but I true. also think we would have to biologically classify her as another uh, species. I suppose. Um, I thought a singularity was like an event. Yeah. I have heard it that way, too. Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes you only words. know through context. You really do. I know. People say singularity, and you're like, oh, I know that word. What does it mean? I don't know. I know how to use some words, but I, I could not define them yeah. to you. Um, so just four, huh? Yeah, so there's only about four. Uh, She-Hulk, which I'm super glad, since her book got canceled, I'm really glad she's still getting to uh, get some, some real spotlight. Um, I, it's not going to be the same She-Hulk, because that whole book was about her whole lawyer life, and was way more fun and kooky. Um, and Charles Soleil is not going to be writing uh, the new. Um, fuck, I don't remember what the book is called. It's a- oh, A Force. I think it's called A Force. Oh, wow. which is a okay. weird name. Yeah. Um, but all of this is going to be coming out of uh, in Secret Wars, and it's supposed to be an ongoing. So it will lead then from Secret Wars to be its own book. But this is the first all female or even female prominent. Um, Avengers book. Yeah, because X-Men have had the, we keep calling it the X-Ladies book, which is probably not nice, but um, that's been an all-female cast, but I guess you're right, there hasn't been an Avengers one, so. No, it's it's, it's not happened. Nice Avengers to catch Um, up. There's also no Lady Thor. She's not a part of it. Yeah, okay. 
I haven't read Lady Thor four yet, so I need to find out. <laughs> Lady Thor four. I need to find out what's going on with that because maybe she just bad. doesn't want. No, they've no. all been wonderful so well, far. Well, and this is also like three months from now, so yeah. a lot can happen between now, especially yeah. with Secret Wars um, beginning in the middle. Um, but I, I think just as a as a move, even if it was a limited edition series, like a, a, a limited run of like six issues, yeah. I still feel like a real solid move on Marvel's part. Definitely, and though Marvel has certainly been better, I think, than DC about giving women equal time and equal prominence and everything. I'm just out of the news that came out this week, which I just found out today. I'm more concerned with the fact that Bendis is really leaving X-Men. Oh. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis announced early this week, uh, early this week or late last week, um, that he is no longer going to be writing uh, X-Men books, I think, uh, after uh, Secret Wars. He will. He is still exclusively writing for Marvel and Icon, which is their kind of sub company, which is where Powers is coming out of. Right. Um, he's. I, but I, I. I have not honestly. I've not read the article fully, and it was like a week ago, so I've forgotten a lot of things already. So he's writing right now. He's writing Uncanny X Men and mm-hmm. All New X Men. Mm-hmm. Guess and which are, Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, guess which are my Ultimate two, World is ending. Yeah, but guess which are my two favorite X-Men books. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that's mostly though. As long as Boshlow and Eminem stay on Uncanny and All New X-Men, I'm still got. I still have hope that, that I'll still be pretty like great. It. Yeah, I do like the. I, um, really I mean, Jason Aaron was doing Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, and I feel he was writing really fun X-Men stories. Those were the ones that weren't so held down by kind of the main continuity and. The Cyclops and Wolverine back and forth bullshit. It was just weird adventures, which is what I got into in the 90s. Is yeah. X-Men on weird adventures. Yeah. Going up to a space casino and getting into trouble. Yes. Like, that That was what really brought me in, into comic books. Yeah. I. It's nice to have these big, heavy, complicated story arcs, but just doing weird shit is super fun, too. Having... Bachelot draw that one issue of uh, what was it in Excalibur no it was an X-Men book I think it was an X-Men book where they were all playing baseball that one day X-Men playing baseball why can't we get back to that it was very very fun they were all you know teasing each other and tormenting each other and maybe they're using their powers and maybe they aren't Catherine made an interesting comment she said she remembers when Bendis left Daredevil and she was in mourning for days so yeah it sucks when the ones we love take off everything Bendis has done at Marvel has pretty much been amazing when he was doing Avengers it was amazing when he was doing Daredevil and doing X-Men it's all been great clearly he's kind of their star horse or golden pony. I think or so. When it comes to writers, analogy. Of, when it comes to writers over at Marvel, yeah, he's the name that you probably know, even if you don't read any Marvel books. And really, the the the, the best um, equivalent over at DC is Jeff Johns, and Jeff Johns has done some really great work. Uh, Flash, Green Lantern. Um, I won't give him Justice League. I don't think it was that great. Okay. It's not bad. It just wasn't as good as what he was doing. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Johns over there has gone to different areas and rebuilt entire sections of the DC universe. The yeah. Flash and the Rogues Gallery. Yeah. Um, he brought back Green Lantern from, you know, near extinction. Um, but with Bendis, everything has always gone right. And now that he's done... He uh, he did the Daredevil. Now that he did Avengers and 
the Ultimate Universe and the X Men. Where is he going to go? I don't know. Like, what's left for him to get into? Maybe they just... I mean, we joked when Marvel Now became all new Marvel Now, and we were talking about what we hoped and feared, and we were like, can Bendis just write all the books? But, you know, maybe he's burnt out. Maybe he's like, maybe I need a break. A you know? is, is too much. Maybe a little. Is anybody reading Saga? Is anyone reading Saga? We tell you to do it enough. We do. We do. Issue... 25 just came out and it's a beautiful cover too I, I won't take it out of the bag right now because I have like icing and beer and everything I'm not going to dis- you've got sticky fingers those are not comic a, books you do, treat those with respect do not disrespect the comic books but seriously it's just it's just such a wonderful book and the thing is that he keeps doing a thing Stephen King does this as well Stephen King will be telling you a wonderful little story and will say something like, it's a shame that four weeks from now he would die horribly. And you're like, what, he just told me. And then you spend the next, like, eight chapters waiting for it to happen, hoping, like, maybe when he said die, maybe he yeah. meant figuratively die. Sure. In the spiritual Brian, sense? Brian K. Vaughn is doing the same crap because yeah. we are being told that there is this whole story going along and it's kind of a shame that everybody ends up kind of unhappy and miserable. And we're like, oh, he's going to rip our hearts out again. But it's really lovely, this, though. I mean, this is definitely a book. I mean, we, we, we talk about it nonstop. Every issue is always uh, on, on the podcast. And... I feel at this point, um, what are we, like three years in? I think so. I think, yeah. It's a book that has this, that kind of suffers the same way that, like, Walking Dead does. Walking Dead very rarely is ever putting out a book that wasn't great. Yeah. So you get used to that. You get like, ah, another excellent saga book. Well done, everybody. Yeah. But you get bored of praise. So the, so, so people stop talking about it so much. Except us, who... <laughs> so we're, we don't care. We'll keep talking about it. It's really... And uh, Fiona Staples' art is just yeah, brilliant. I was, I was saying, um, you know, before we turned the cameras on and everything, and I just finished reading the book, the aliens in Saga are weird. They're super fucking weird. Yeah. They're not just like, you know, Star Trek would do like the bumpy-nosed aliens, or maybe, you know, maybe you'll give somebody wings, or maybe you'll give somebody horns, or whatever, but... Like I was not in this book. I know? was like Star Wars because compared to Star Trek, because I'm like, all right, you guys really went to try and make some aliens, but for the most part, they're all still like bipedal and they're all really still humanoidish. Yeah. But this one, like, we have, uh, I, fuck, I can't remember her name right now. But we have the plant lady. I don't know if she has blood. I don't. I. I don't understand her physiology. I don't really even know if she has a body underneath that big hump of greenery that we yeah. see. You know, she's I, got a head and she's got some legs and some little stick arms, but the rest of it we don't I know. I don't know if she's a plant or yeah. just looks like a plant. But never for a single second did I not believe, oh, well, there must be an entire race of these, of, of these plant-like people, and this is completely normal. Never once have I cocked my head at, at any of the imagery grotesque or not and been like well this just is not believable and you know what we don't know what she looks like underneath all that vegetation and everything but I'll bet you Fiona Staples knows I will bet you that she has a notebook where she has actually written out all of the anatomy and skeletal structure of these creatures so that when she draws them they all make sense she's like this is why it makes sense because this allows her to balance in this direction, even though she's all humped over like I that. Would, so. I would kill for a Fiona Staples saga sketchbook. 
It'll happen. You know it'll happen. I, you know I hope so. Happen. Yeah. It needs to happen. So, I mean... Saga, another book that we love. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious, though, uh, since we're up to five people there watching... Think so. uh, what have you guys been reading or what uh, has been going on um, that you guys have really been interested in? Uh, the Daredevil trailer uh, came out this week. We got our first pictures of... Um, oh, shit, I can't remember her first name. Um, the, from, the, the Jessica Jones, from AKA Jessica Jones, we got our first picture of... Um, of Jessica Ritter? Just, just, I think Kristen, so. Kristen Ritter. Kristen oh, Ritter. there we go. Yes. Mm, yeah, nailed, nailed it. it. Um, like, anything that you guys have actually been really interested in, um, if you're super up on Flash and Arrow, I can tell you a little bit. Given this opportunity where we can immediately respond back to you guys, it, I just want to know, like, what is it that you guys have been really enjoying lately? And I'm just kind of... I'm still just talking to let the feed catch up. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we can immediately get into something. Because uh, sometimes you just have to build time between right. A and B. We do have another thing that we're going to do, probably like the last thing we do in this podcast. We were joking around, I guess, a couple podcasts ago about uh, pairing, you know, I, I had read an article at one point that was, you hear about like pairing meals with various wines or pairing meals with beer and everything. Well, somebody I had read had paired Halloween candy with various alcohols and what would be appropriate. And so we decided, oh, we need to pair like comic books with alcohol. And son of a gun, Quirk Books actually paired comic book characters with alcohol. So after we talk to you guys, we'll definitely uh, we'll do that because we each have a choice of something that we would, a, a comic book type of thing that we would pair with a certain type of alcohol. But they have a, they have a hell of a list. It's really fun. It was fairly solid. Um, Except for the Batman one. I didn't so, so Catherine uh, mentioned that Fables is ending uh, and she feels it's uh, it's about time that it uh, that it's happened. I would agree with that. Um, Fables absolutely in the beginning was astounding. Yeah. It was an amazing book and really had a great time. We had Why the Last Man come out at the same time. The Walking Dead was still fairly new. So, so great. But I do kind of feel, even though it's it's been innovative with some of the things that it's tried and that it's done... I feel the wells really run dry on that yeah. on that concept. Yeah, best to let it go now. I mean, probably would have been better to let it go like a year ago, maybe. But yeah. like I, I had the intention to go back and read everything, but I really kind of checked out at um, was it Mister Dark? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I really kind of checked out at that point. It was yeah, it's yeah. something to that effect. Yeah, I think or the Dark One. I think Cath- they call them Mister Dark. Oh. Uh, uh, Donna Silva, I think it says uh, Jura- <laughs> the Jurassic World trailer looks great. It really does. I'm so looking forward to that movie. That is, I'm not a dinosaur guy, uh, but I am like, a Jurassic like a Park friends. fan. You know, but yeah. But you know what? I love me some good movies, and I love me that Pratt Pratt Pratt. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, this this will be like I've said before. You know, in, in Guardians of the Galaxy, we got to see him be kind of like a comedic badass, but now it looks like in Jurassic World, he's going to be like. Like a badass, badass, you know, some dry wit and that kind yeah. of thing. But he's—it's not going to be slapsticky. It's going to be—he's going to be just really impressive. I think. I'm sure you've seen, and I know you guys have seen um, that the the word is that the consideration for rebooting or reigniting the Indiana Jones series yeah. 
is is out there and they want Chris Pratt to be Indiana Jones? If they were going to do it, I think it's a perfect choice. Yeah. You know, you've got a guy who can be... Rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. And a little hapless at times, but very intelligent. And when the chips are down, just come right through and just impress the crap out of everybody. And kind of kind of a um, everyday man. Yeah. Like, like, granted, he looks amazing, but I feel uh, Chris Pratt and the characters he plays, um, Star-Lord, Andy Dwyer, I feel like they're very relatable because even in a galaxy... Far, far away, he, he still feels like a real person. Yes. And that's one of the great things about Indiana Jones to me was that he always seemed very normal. He never seemed overpowered. Right. He, he was never the best fighter or the smartest person in the room. Yeah. He's just he's just a dude who gets put into situations and he gets himself out. He's just a competent human being. Oh, your mom says that you were a dino kid. Oh, was I? I think, aren't, aren't I almost all, are. all guys, you know? Yeah. I was never that much into it, but, you know, well, I didn't right. dislike. I mean, it's you go through a dinosaur phase where you learn all the names of everything. and. I've, I've, I, it's definitely not something that, that's that's carried on. Um, but with the, the, the record of my memory, I believe my mom way more than me. Moms remember that kind of yeah. thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Catherine also mentioned about the 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 Miracle Man reprints, which um, I never read the original Miracle Man, so I need to I should check that out. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Oh, um, I haven't read it, but I also have absolutely no interest in reading it. Yeah. So is it, is I'm it not, kind of that House of Cards thing? Looks like a yeah, lot of words. Well, not not no, not so much. Um, I and maybe it's just I don't have a. I don't have a reference. I don't quite understand who Miracle Man is. I don't have a hook to bring me in, but I also I'm not trying to find one. Nothing against it as as a thing. Um, I'm never going to down it just because I don't like it. But I'm I'm also just not interested in giving it a shot either. There's there's too many other things that I'm either behind or want to get into. I tend There's, to do that. I tend to do that with TV a lot too. There's so many shows out right now, and the whole only reason why I haven't started really started in Arrow, even though everyone says it's amazing, is I'm like, there's not enough hours in the day. Just I don't have time. Catching up in the comments. Yeah, just taking a moment to read the to read the the comment section that you guys have been um, been putting. Apparently, in. your brother was also a Dino Kid. Yeah, yeah. that one I I feel I I, I do remember because um, my brother was also who is about five years younger than me, really nailed that uh, Power Ranger mm. uh, uh, age range. Uh, and that was the time when they were dinosaurs and not cars and samurais. Uh, so I think I think that also helped a lot. No, I do remember him uh, definitely being into, um, being into that. Uh, Catherine, Alan Moore, I like it. Um... Uh, mm, Kind of like a lesser Morrison to me. I feel uh, his writing can get uh, in front of his story. I feel he sometimes outwrites his own stories with, look how eloquent I can be. That said, I do incredibly love the Swamp Thing uh, that he did. It yes. is amazing. Yeah. 
that to me seems the epitome of Swamp Thing most of the time. I always feel like you kind of... That's what everyone immediately goes to. Whenever they're like, oh, Swamp Thing. Like, oh, you got to read that Alan Moore Swamp Thing. That's some shit. Yes. Um, Yes. I I mean, I did hear actually good things, too. When the New 52 launched, um, Swamp Thing was one of the first titles that is canceled now. Uh, Either the last issue is just recently out or it's about to come out. Um, but Jeff Lemire started it. Charles Soleil uh, continued it and finished it. Might be some other dudes uh, in there. Um, but uh, um, let's see. What else? Um, I do really enjoy Watchmen. Um, I think. I mean, I do think I like him more than Grant Morrison, who I totally feel is way outwriting his own stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's been doing that for a long time. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean. The, the whole multiplicity thing he's been doing at DC sounds super cool, but because his name is on it, I honestly don't even want to try it. Yeah. And since we've been talking more about current books, I've done, I've really tried to like, oh, a number one on the shelf? Let's give it a shot. Let's take a look at it because I want to be in on it. But even Morrison... It's it's kind of a black mark. Yeah, it and is. It, which which sucks because conceptually, I think he's a genius. Oh, yeah. I think he's amazing. It's having to go through his storytelling that just drags me down. Yeah, too much of a good thing, I think. But speaking of number one books, which I kind of wanted to talk about, in the corner of our screen right now, there's a little thing that says "All New Hawkeye." Are we uh, getting a, Are we getting a new Hawkeye book? Uh, yes, Remender, uh, who's been doing the Hawkeye uh, book, uh, which. Like everyone seemed to really love, but never quite cracked that uh, upper echelon of Marvel books. Yeah, um, kind of a cult classic, I guess, a little bit almost. Has uh, a inst- following, like a passionate instant, following, instant cult classic. Yes, yes. Um, that's ending, and um, all new Hawkeye will be starting very soon with a new writer. I can't. I don't. I. I honestly haven't looked into it enough to know to know who it is. Let's. um, Are we discussed amongst yourselves? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Howard the Duck. Um, Not a new title. Not a mammal, but not a duck. Mm. Discuss. Yeah. There you go. Story by Jeff Lemire. Jeff Lemire. Is Perez who's been doing the art already? Uh, I. Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. Because that artist is going over to do Black Canary. Okay, I guess that's fine. I would say that I'm bummed, but you know what? I haven't really... I've been hearing all these good things about the Hawkeye book, and I've not really read any of it, so... But I'll start in... If, that's like you said. It's a number one. I'm going to jump True, in yeah. on it, we'll, you know? we'll probably try it out, because it's a good opportunity to essentially jump on what has already been established. Remender is is the one who brought Hawkeye into where he is today, and yes. it's the book that everyone loves. Jeff Lemire, no slouch to comic book writing... Uh, is going to essentially, I think, try and pick the pick up the ball and keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll definitely read it. Yeah. yeah, we can't say it's going to be as good or anything close to it, but it's it's definitely something that's that's worth taking a shot. Cool. I'm actually really excited about the Howard the Duck book. Yeah, you have been. You know, that's I'm, that's one of those titles that you're like, oh, Howard the Duck, Howard the Duck. I'm like. <laughs> That's fine. That's good. I'm glad you're. I'm, I'm glad you're excited. That's I. Good, you know? I am an uh, an an uh, un. Uh, what's the word? Apologetic. Unapologetic fan of of Howard the Duck, um, both movie and the comic book. Uh, the comic book uh, Howard the Duck was really kind of a 
satire of the Marvel Universe, yeah. which is always really fun. Um, the Howard the Duck Max book is kind of weird because he started hooking up with girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just doesn't make sense because he's not a mammal. No. But he's not really a duck, though. But he's not really a duck. No. It's it's an entire weird, goofy thing. So, like, but, spoilers, yeah. but did you... Spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you stop breathing at the end of Guardians of the I Galaxy? Got, I, I, did, I did get super excited. Um, I, uh, I, I didn't quite jump onto his look. Uh-huh. I don't quite like the look because the eyes were too small for me. Oh, okay. Um, That's fine. Because I like him looking... Animated ish ish. Okay. Like I, I feel as bonkers and and all the bad things about the the Howard the Duck movie from the eighties is, I feel like it looks really good. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I remember that movie vaguely. I know I watched it. <laughs> you should, should. I own it. Yeah. Before I pack it, I will let you borrow it. Okay. You can give it to me after I move. Okay. So you have you're plenty just, of time. You're just doing that just so there's one less thing that you have to pack. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. Um, With all the other great stuff I've got to get caught up on, I'm sure I'm going to watch Howard the Duck. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you guys remember Howard the Duck. Master of Quackfu. <laughs> he said that out he loud. Did. He did. In front of other people. Yeah. With no shame whatsoever, he was yeah. completely serious. So. We're kind of coming up towards the end of... Uh, of of the podcast, um, did so we you can want- go. We can go just a little bit longer since we had technical difficulties in the in the beginning. So. True, true, yeah, so true. Yeah. Well, we've been live ish mm-hmm. for uh, close to an hour. Okay, all right. Did you want to talk about that article that you found on the different uh, alcohol pairings with various oh, superheroes? Oh shit! I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah, so it's we a, brought this is a good article. This, this is, is fun. Really, it's very fun. Um, if you go to quirkbooks.com. Q-U-I-R-K. Uh, yes, who we love. We reviewed uh, a good fistful of their books. Um, they're super cool. A couple podcasts, maybe four or five, or is it maybe not for even the, that uh, long uh, For the alcohol we, one? Yeah. I think it was we, only a couple. Okay. Couple. We started talking about pairings and, like you said, comic books uh, and whatnot. So I did a Google search to try and find... Just trying to make my own list, but I was looking to get some kind of uh, head start. And I find Quirk Books already made an article, which, honestly, pretty solid. Um, starting from the top of uh, pairings, as far as a a beer to a character. Not a specific run, not yeah. a book itself, just to a character. Uh, a character's match. Captain America uh, is paired up with a Samuel Ab- Adams Boston Lager. Which makes perfect sense. Very patriotic right there. You know, uh, I can I was, see that. I was trying to debate what I would choose for uh, for Captain America. And I feel like... Maybe maybe a Miller Lite, maybe Coors. Like they're both very, very American beers they to me. They are, but he's, you know, he's he's, he's not better than that. He, exactly, he's not a really an everyman. You know, even before he became Captain America, Super Soldier, and everything, he was a very smart, well-bred, educated dude who probably had a better palate than that. You know, so um, I actually, I couldn't shake the thought. I couldn't just completely denounce the idea. PBR. No, no, that Wolverine would drink him a PBR, I think. But it's not a Canadian beer. Ah, uh, that's it's Wolverine. He's not. He's I don't think not, he'd be, not super picky. No, um, you know, actually, completely a uh, kind of off topic. I recently found out PBR is the same as Lone Star in Texas. Oh, is it really? It's the same recipe. It's just bottled differently. Mm, interesting. Let's yeah. talk about branding. You know, know yeah. your audience, I guess. 
Daredevil, The Man Without Fear. Uh, it gets a India Pale Ale, an uh, IPA. Uh, and they a actually, particular one? Is a particular one? Uh, no, uh, they kind of just say it in general. But they, they, all these have much kind of in-depth explanations as to why. And for the IPA, uh, it's because it's a flavorful and aromatic uh, beer. And considering that Daredevil, all of his other senses are so heightened, yeah. I guess that's just... He would consider that to be a playground of sensory kind of uh, kind that makes of overload. Sense. He's not going to be happy with a Corona because I've started to feel like Coronas don't really have any taste. But you know, that's just me. I could not explain what a Corona is supposed to taste like. It to, tastes like beer. Yeah, you know, to anybody. It's just beer. Um, the Flash. I feel very appropriately a Four Loco. Yeah. But I feel specifically it should be the Four Locos before they started taking all the, the energy drink out of it. Yes, yes. That makes complete sense. Yeah. It really does. Uh, Ghost Rider uh, is paired with a Rogue Dead Guy Ale. Uh-huh. Uh, some of these... A little guys, on the nose, but yeah. you know, it's fine. Um, on the nose. But some of these you guys might not have uh, heard of because they're just smaller, either brewers or regional. Honestly, I agreed with almost all of them except for Batman. And the second I saw it, I was like... No, no. Yeah, Batman uh, is a Young's double chocolate stout uh, or a left hand milk stout. Now um, I've I've had that before, and it's not like it's not like drinking a milkshake. You know, it doesn't necessarily taste. You can taste a hint. It's not like of a car it. bomb. No, which would be really wonderful if it was. Though I love those, but um, uh, no, it's. But the thing is, I think anything with the name chocolate in it is going to be too frivolous for Batman. He's not going to have. You any- don't think he like even a little kind of just. I'm gonna treat myself. No, though if you go with I'm some, gonna treat myself. Yeah, if you go with some uh, versions of the Batman, you didn't drink at all. So you know, there's that. I like the one what they said about Tony when they uh, paired one for um, Iron Man. Yeah, and they were like, "That's not funny. He's an alcoholic." Come on, like, let's not jest about this. Yeah, that's all right. It's but if it was, it'd be a chime. Which uh, is it? Is chime it, or I don't know how to say that. C H I M A. I'm gonna assume that's a chime. Chime, chime. I don't know. Chime. It's an expensive beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's an expensive foreign beer. Explain which, why yeah, I hadn't tried it before. Makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, Green Lantern is a stone arrogant bastardale. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If it was Guy Gardner, it really would be. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of these are just clearly chosen by the names. Uh, Hulk is a Brooklyn Monster Ale. Mm. Uh, Spider Man is a hard cider. That as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Yep, that makes sense. That really does." Um, the uh, the article kind of goes into um, why a cider is a is a good choice for Spider Man because it's uh, it doesn't taste like beer. Beer has that bitter hops taste, right? Always, yes. And Peter Parker, who is a well known uh, poor drinker, uh, got drunk off of two beers at Aunt May's wedding. This would be something that he would even choose for himself. Yes. Not to mention that a uh, hard cider is crisp, light, uh, and just kind of fun. All the things that Spider-Man is. There you go. Uh, so, so appropriately that yeah. I myself also really enjoy go. So when hard we, cider. When we were talking about this, I was actually thinking like, kind of like which books would you pair with which alcohol? Like if you were reading this book, what would you pair? And then I, of course, thought... So my favorite book I'm reading right now, and we couldn't go a whole podcast without mentioning it, More Than Meets the Eye Transformers, really wonderful. 
what would I pair with it? And so I would definitely pair it with one of my favorite alcohols, which Anthony has not tried before, and he's not really a beer drinker. But this is oh, is this what this is what this is this been is what for? this is for? Okay. This is what this has been waiting for. I've been so, staring at this bottle on I the podcast. Know. Catherine's gonna write. Catherine's gonna be like, yeah, I totally get this. So it's uh, peach lambic, which is I guess frambois is the name that they call it. It's called a Belgian peach beer. But I figured if there was a drink to pair with more than meets the eye, there's a glass. It would be so, it would be well, peach beer. Well, the thing is, it's like it's light and it's sweet and it's got a lot of bubbles in it. But it's way more serious than a wine cooler. So you know that's why. So I just wanted you needed. And I already had Ashley give a try at this to give her approval, and she liked it. So, which is good because I'll be leaving the bottle here when I leave. So it's good so color. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cheers. Four years. Pretty good, huh? That is delicious. Isn't that nice? Yeah. That that's is delicious. This is one of my favorite drinks right here. And it is a little pricey for the bottle, but not like it's not like a champagne, so it doesn't break the bank when you get it. But I highly recommend it. Wow! And Catherine, like, Catherine totally will agree with me on this one. We like this a lot. Whenever I try um, something alcoholic, and it's like, oh, it's a blueberry thing or whatever, it's an apple something. I usually always feel like, okay, um, you tell me that, but you're actually kind of lying to me because yeah, it's exactly. not right. it, it may have the artificial flavor of something like that yeah. or not at all and it has the color of an apple yeah uh this really tastes like peaches it really does it really absolutely does like, but it's not like it's not like sickeningly sweet it's got this like i actually mm-hmm. like the raspberry one a little bit better but it's really really tart so yeah. i thought this one would be a little easier on the top but imagine just sitting back with an issue of more than meets the eye with that wonderful art and reading that story and just sipping on one of these for a little while so it's good stuff I like it. Yeah. very very clean um finish yeah very <laughs> very fine finish mm-hmm. there, um yeah I would say I would say yeah for for all of the um the intensity but humor that uh more than meets the eye has mm-hmm. this is very solid because it it is light but the taste is very strong. Yes. Yes. You definitely taste that the the, the peaches in it. And it's not so alcoholic that you won't be able to follow the story by the time you finish it. Yes. So very, that would be very You important. really have to concentrate when you're reading a more than meets the eye. You really, really do. What, what is the alcohol content I don't content know. Honestly, uh, what does it say? Um, it's got to be on there somewhere, right? Uh, by law, I believe it's supposed to be <laughs> yeah, on here yeah. somewhere. I don't know. I got it at Trader Joe's. Maybe they're around that kind of thing, so... I'm sure it's on there someplace. We may have to look at Lindemann's is the name, I guess, of the brand. But yeah, they make a they make a peach, they make a raspberry, and a black currant, which is not bad either. So what's a black currant? I don't know. Is it like a berry? Somebody help me out here. Somebody will know. Is, is black currant a real thing? It like is. It's, it's yeah. like it's like it's a like thing a, that a in nature. Yeah, it's like a currant. It's something. It's a fruit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. It's just black currant. Yeah. I can't find the uh, the alcohol content on that. I feel like that's. Yeah, I think you you kind of have to have that on there. Someplace. Yeah, I thought that was a thing that should be I here on the back, and I don't see it. This would be great for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, seriously, flip it around to the other side. No, no. Nope, maybe not. Maybe it was on there. There's all this foil stuff that's on the top that you have to rip off maybe, before you take know. it off. So anyway, anyway, so that's uh, my that was yeah. my record. Honestly, I kind of figured that as soon as we talked about the idea of doing a pairing of alcohol with something else, I was like, what would I? Oh, more than meets the eye is going to yeah. be a lambic. So good stuff. Nice. Uh, let me see if there's any other good ones worth mentioning. Um, 
Green Arrow or Hawkeye uh, to be paired with a strong bow cider. That's also a little on the nose, but probably <laughs> true, too. Yeah. yeah. I guess in the Hawkeye in the current book, he's really more of an everyman type of guy. So a little he, more. He might drink a PBR. Um, where is it? Uh, Silver Surfer, uh, a Maui Big Swell IPA. Also, playing the surfer yes, element, yeah, I suppose. There you go, yeah. Um, Wonder Woman uh, to be paired with an Amazon beer, which is apparently a real specific beer. That's actually a beer, Amazon yeah. beer. The dude even put a picture uh, of an ad in from some other country. Hmm. So. Okay, all right. But I think I think you could definitely kind of get more into um, the, the 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 story, not just kind of like kind of punny name games. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. No. I actually like the trend that's been going on about, you know, they had pairing Halloween candy with alcohol. I've seen pairing Girl Scout cookies with alcohol, which is very important right now because I had to, by willpower alone, pass up the little booth of Girl Scout uh, outside of the supermarket when I came I was, here. I was, like, I was super lucky. Um, when I was walking out of the store this morning. Oh, Stephen Henry says still... it's 2.5, so it's very low. Oh. So, yeah, really, really low. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Paul. They were still setting up, so I was able... Don't make eye contact with them. No, no. Uh, I was able to just kind of walk right on by. God, it's hard. It's hard. It's, you know what? It's more expensive, obviously, now than it's ever been. But now that it's that round five dollars, you're like, I have a five dollar bill in my pocket. I, I never totally have a five dollar bill in my pocket. Well, sometimes I have a five. I did it rehearsal the other week. I was oh, just wait, like, I think I do. Damn it. Do you? Well, I just gave you money for comics, so you've got some. Sure, money. now I can buy. I can buy two boxes. Yeah, does anybody ever? Do the Girl Scouts take credit cards? They really should take credit cards. They, if they don't, they're missing an opportunity. I'm told they can in like a group. Okay, all right. Um, it might be troop to troop differences. I I overheard. Um, I want to know how that one Girl Scout got permission to set up outside of the medical marijuana plant uh, store. Cause she's a fucking genius. She's a genius. It's it's actually true. She really did. She oh just my sold. God. Yeah, that was really. I'm like. I mean, if you're on the if you're on the sidewalk, like you're not inside, and yeah. you're not technically affiliated with yeah. them. You're just really paying attention. Like, to your a placement. child can stand outside of a bar. Absolutely. It's yeah. Legal. Exactly. All it is is someone somewhere was like, "Hey, you know what? Will be a really good is, idea." That is genius. That's very brilliant. What's your favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie? Samoas. The one with the, I know. That's the other reason why I love them is because nobody ever wants to share them with me. I'm like coconut. Gross. Do you want? I can. I can even look like I'm being generous. Hey, do you want some? I'm like ew. Because <laughs> like, totally you're, so, you're so confident, no one's gonna take it. Uh, exactly. I mean, even if they do, I don't really need to eat the whole box. Anyway, that's our. This is our alcohol issues and marijuana issues, and you know, not that we approve of any of that kind of shenanigans you know we don't disapprove no no we're very open and non-judgmental is what we're you saying you do you will do us we'll be fine it's totally fine it's fine, it's totally cool. fine. yeah yeah absolutely um i think i think that's that's everything we were going to do today i think so but we went through our little list and everything um pretty we much talked about, talk about current events we talked about comics reading we talked about alcohol Talk- nice. oh fuck speaking of cookies uh the Red velvet chocolate or red velvet Oreo cookies. Uh, yes. We we kind of briefly mentioned earlier. Uh, they're really good. Get some, but put that motherfucker in a shake like you would an Oreo shake. Oh, oh, that would be really good. Oh, yeah. Boom. All right, that's good. I'm in. I'm spreading I'm the word. I'm spreading the word. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> so, uh, for everyone watching, you know, uh, you know us. You've been here for for long enough. You know that. 
you already have our social medias. But for the people, because this is a podcast, it'll be up Wednesday. Uh, for anyone listening to us for the first time, you can uh, make sure you get to be in on the next live Comic Issues uh, podcast by following us on Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Tumblr, Instagram. Follow the podcast on iTunes, Podbay, and Stitcher. Uh, if there is anything you guys want to say to us, best way to do it, comicissues at gmail.com. You guys are our friends, and we want to tell you about what we've been up to lately and what we've been reading like friends do. Yeah. Uh, so that is what every podcast always aims to be, and hopefully we entertain you every week for the last four years. Uh, that's That's been the goal, to entertain and maybe teach you something. Yeah. Maybe you learn something. And you guys can teach us, too. You have many times in the past. Uh, so before I uh, go into a long, long, unstoppable tirade of uh, thanking you guys again. Nothing wrong with unstoppable tirades of thanks. Uh, just very simply, uh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for making comic-issues.com um, the, the, the thing it is today. Thank you for continually coming back to pixelatedgeek.com for everything that we've been doing. Thank you for supporting us. Until next week where you won't be able to see us. But you'll uh, still be able to hear us. Got to watch. I'm Anthony Silva. Elizabeth Wallace. And good geeking, everybody.